email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, uh, one of the big things that has come out of COVID uh, is that people who got COVID, some people who got COVID, uh, have lost their sense of smell. Some of them have got it back, others have got it partly back and others haven't got it back at all. Uh, I'm joined now in studio by Dr Emily Crofton, who's a sensory scientist with Chagask. Uh, Good afternoon, Emily. Hello. Uh, uh, And also Declan Cassidy from Tasteless Cuisine, a support group set up on Facebook for people who have suffered as a result of COVID. Uh, Good afternoon, Declan. Good afternoon, Ray. Yeah. So where are you at with your your sense of smell? Um, Well, for about a year and a half, there was nothing, neither sense of taste nor smell. But now I'm probably about 20% where, um, and, and some things don't taste or smell the way they should. And then every now and again, I hit upon something that does. And I, I'm really excited by that. But uh, still, still very little, but uh, it's a start and I'm really excited. And how many are in your group, Tasteless Cuisine? There's uh, 1,300 uh, right. at, at this point. Um, a lot less now because at the start there was little out there or nothing mm. out there for people. So We'll get your full story in a moment. But first, mm-hmm. to go to Emily and let's give it a, a context, Emily, uh, how important your sense of smell, where it comes from, smell and taste and all the things that are going on and how COVID is affecting it. So, so smell, we're, we're told continuously that mm-hmm. smell is the thing that jolts memories most. So it's, yep. a, it's one of our strongest senses, if not the strongest. Yeah, like so our sense of smell is extremely, you know, important and we often don't realise just how important it is until, it, it, you know, we've lost it or it's gone. So for instance, as humans, we detect um, smell through two separate systems. We The first is through something called um, orthonasal olfaction, which allows us to detect smells from the, you know, the world around us, which are literally just sniffed up through the nostrils in our nose. And this system is really important because it allows us to detect, you know, the smell and food, for example, the smell of freshly baked bread or the smell of freshly brewed um, coffee, which in turn then stimulates our appetite and increases our desire to, you know, to eat or drink. But this system is also really important because it's almost like a warning system um, of any potential dangers around you. So, for example, you know, gone off or spoiled food, um, you know, potential gas leak or, you know, smoke or fire. So that's one system. Then the second system we have um, for smell is something called a retronasal olfaction. And this is has a significant, like a really, really important impact on how we perceive um, flavour in food and drink. So when we eat food, it is completely natural for us to you know, assume as people that all the different flavour sensations we're perceiving, so chocolate, nutty, uh, strawberry, apple, um, milky, for example, are all being detected through the taste buds on our tongue. But this actually isn't the case. Our tongue has taste buds um, and receptors within those that can only detect five different sensations. Uh, Sweetness, sour, saltiness, bitter and this kind of savoury taste called umami. So if you were to hold your nose really, really tight and eat a strawberry, for instance, you will detect, uh, you know, a sweetness and a sourness depending on the, you know, the variety. But you will not be able to tell me whether that is a strawberry. Obviously, if you're blindfolded, you wouldn't be able to tell me. And that's a good experiment and people can try it at home. Um, Yeah, we often do it for Science Week, uh, you know, in Chagas and Ashtown, where we can hold your nose. Hold your nose and and put something like uh, an apple or a strawberry or something like that and you will taste a little bit of sweetness, a bit of sour, but you will not be able to. And tell then you me. release your nose, then and you whoosh. release the hand from the nose, and all of a sudden you are you get that strawberry yes. or that fruity type, so th- that flavour. So basically, we can only detect five sensations from our tongue, but everything else, the whole world of food, our multisensory experience, really 
comes from those sensory receptors that are activated then in our nose. So okay, uh, and what's the percentage? Because I've heard seventy percent. Uh, yeah, like I like initially when I was studying. Yeah, taste. when I was studying sensory science, that was the, there was usually uh, eighty twenty. They said eighty percent. Um, smell. Uh, smell and 20% taste. Um, now, other researchers kind of argue that because, as I said, um, I'd mentioned just before this, that we have our sense of smell, we have our sense of taste, but we also have something called, it's like um, a trigeminal nerve, which runs from the back of our eyes and around our nose and our mouth. And this um, detects like, you know, like the chilli and chilli peppers uh-huh. or the kind of, you know, the mustard, you know, the, the kind of, it's like an irritant. It's like a nerve that's irritated. So it's nearly and it can a, be pleasure it, and pain depending on how much. It's a reaction much. to a chemical, is it? Exactly. And right. it's separate to our senses of a sense of smell and our sense of taste but together all three of them deliver lovely flavour perception Sorry, sorry Declan this is, this is <laughs> salivating yeah. over here yeah, no, This is terrible that, We're talking like this and, and you don't have you only have 20% of all this uh, Okay uh, so so that's what that's what we have if everything is working according to plan Yeah, exactly yes, yes. and we, well, we don't as I mentioned we don't really realise just how important it is until, okay. it, until it's gone And just briefly about the messaging to the brain so, so the, the receptors in our tongue uh, the, the olfactory neurons in our nose mm-hmm. and then this chemical thing yeah. in the tri what's it trigeminal called nerve, trigeminal which is kind of like a chemosensory so, perception so yeah. they're all sending their messages to the brain to the brain, the which, brain combines it yeah. and gives us this lovely experience yeah. that we and, get and, uh, the, and then also our other senses like our sense of sight so of, we, course. of course we like look we at something we eat with something. our eyes, we yes, with our eyes. so we like immediately look at something and yes. you know we, we know whether we want to eat it or not and even our sense of touch again we don't think of it as having, of having a big impact but our skin is a huge sheet of tactile receptors that allows us to interact yes. with food and then and of course there's texture as well which is so important yes. I mean you know how juicy or tender yeah. something is crispy um, how crispy right. absolutely and even the sound so for certainly for snack products um, when you bite into a crisp you know the louder the crunch the more fresh. that's why it's called it a crisp is. I know it's amazing, it's amazing. <laughs> but again what, all when these senses when I'm watching when I'm watching a movie at home and I'm making noise eating crisps and the wife's going I, I, I said to Jenny Jenny it's a crisp that's yeah. a, it makes noise you can't eat crisps without making noise and if it didn't make a noise you'd be disappointed. Wouldn't so be called a crisp. They wouldn't be called a crisp. No, <laughs> exactly. Crisp. So let's bring you back in, Declan, then. So uh, you got COVID early on, really early on. You must yeah, have won the first, was, were you? Yeah, February. Um, I'd, I, my partner is in Germany, so I'd gone to Germany to see her because everything was locking down, but yeah. it was already uh, everywhere and we didn't know at the time. So I came back at the end of February and uh, at, the, at the time that I found I'd lost my smell and taste, uh, there was nothing really out there. It wasn't even a, a symptom. So um, it, it was it was quite difficult to yeah. find anything and, to and, understand and d- it. did you make a connection at all between COVID and uh, y- the y- lack of smell? Yeah, yeah. I did because I'd, I'd been 10 days kind of down with a heavy bout of COVID and it was when I, I had no appetite. It was when I came out of it that I went to cook a, a healthy meal and I kept adding salt and uh, and then I had a eureka moment where I thought, no, maybe it's not, maybe it's me, not the food. Yeah. And I, I ran and used some cologne and there was absolutely zero. Okay. So uh, I know, yeah. Yeah, when we go back to that time, there was so little information about everything, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, the big scare was that it was killing people all over the world. COVID was killing people. all. That was the main concern of, of the WHO and governments and all like that. Yeah. Uh, when did you discover that there were others like you? Well, I, I I reached out in the Facebook group. Um, as as you said, uh, at that time, there were a lot more serious issues. People were dying. So you didn't feel like complaining about not being able to taste a tomato, you know. <laughs> so um, I, I just reached out on, on Facebook. Uh, I, I speak Spanish and Italian. So I found that there were groups in, in Facebook there. Um, so I set up 
this. But it was really at that time to try and see had anyone got any ideas of what worked. And it very quickly just became a support group where we all just moaned. Right. (laughs) But, but that's important, isn't it? Hugely important yeah. because we were locked down as well. So, um, you know, and, and as I said, people were complaining about real, real issues. But you, but you had um, your own little safe space where you could yeah. give away. And, and were you putting jalapenos on your porridge? I was. <laughs> I, I found <laughs> yeah, uh, it's exactly, uh, well, it's exactly as, as Emily had said, um, that, that third element, which was the spiciness and, oh, yes. and that, that was still working. So it was the only thing that was working. So if I could throw, you know, saltiness or sweetness or spiciness at something, it gave me something to work with. Right. So uh, uh, jalapenos were the main thing. The, the, the thing that uh, Emily was saying as well about you know, it's there to to help us as well to navigate the world. So if you open up the fridge and you open up your chicken thing and you get a pong, that tells you it's off. Even if the the use by date tells you that it's not. You know, if there's if if there's gas, if if you're burning something in the in the microwave or the the toast or whatever, and and of course our our own smell. Were you yeah. aware of all of these things? All, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. So, so um, I was I was showering frequently because I didn't know whether you know I I, I had a bo problem, so right. I was constantly doing that. Um, I, you know, I was thankful there was a lockdown because I couldn't bring people into the home in case there was a, a dead mouse under a oh, carpet yeah, or something didn't I didn't about, know yeah. about. You know, just those yes. simple things. But also, I nearly burnt the house down on several occasions where it wasn't until I actually started coughing with the smoke that I realised the dinner was burning. You know, um, and then uh, with cleaning products when I was when I was trying to scrub the house in case there was a smell that, you know, the bleach, I couldn't smell, oh, you know, yes. so there are so like you, you only really become aware of how important all of these things are when, yes. as Emily said, when you, when you've lost, when you've lost. Them. And I was watching a report that you were involved in and uh, one of the girls, can't remember her name, um, she said she put popcorn into the microwave. And again, didn't get the smell of burning and ended up yeah. with some glutinous black blob in, in when she opened it up eventually. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, of course, the other element, I think, uh, in Emily's research, um, you know, you were, you were talking about people, mm. the, the smell of, uh, you know, mothers with the smell of their, their children, oh, you know, yes. just those and, and, ah, and yes. memories that, you know, um, spring came and it wasn't announced by the normal fresh cut grass and flowers. It, you know, the, it's all of those simple things, um, you know. But that's interesting, the memory thing, though. Yeah. Could you not, because, you know, with say sight, you yeah. can conjure up in your mind's eye yeah. a view that you once had, you know, yeah. a sunset or a, a sea yeah. view or whatever. Could you conjure up smells in your head? Uh, I, 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 I can't, I can't really imagine what the smell is like but I was chopping rosemary the other day and for the first time I suddenly got a whiff of rosemary and it was rosemary exactly as it should be Yes. Um, and then it was gone but but you know um, then I remembered that's exactly how rosemary should but I can't really imagine it yes it's hard isn't it you smells know. so 20% you reckon you're on I reckon now I've I've got a I've got a variety of certain things the, the funny thing is cucumber is probably the strongest taste that I now have where it doesn't really taste normally. I know it doesn't taste normally. Now it's it's the correct taste of cucumber, but it's a very mild taste normally. Cu- no, cucumber is an interesting one, isn't it, Emily? Yeah, there because is. there's super tasters and non-tasters, and ah. yeah, cucumber so is the measure of that. Yeah, it can be. Yes. You know, so so like you know, we're, we don't all have the same level of taste perception. Some of us, uh, you know, as we had said there, can be super tasters. And this usually indicates that we have more receptors on our tongue. Naturally, it's just a genetic thing. And we can detect certain, um, you know, compounds um, in more intensely than others. And, and cucumber contains something um, 
that that is a good example of that. Um, so that's pr- probably what you're detecting, but wow. you're detecting that's, that's more likely through your yeah. sense of taste as opposed to anything else. But, um, but it's you, interesting because yeah. if, if you say, and I'm reading this and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but like people who can taste cucumber are super tasters. People who can't are sort of, that's maybe too generalised. That's probably so a bit too generalised. But the fact that Declan thought that, uh, you know, before COVID, that cu- cucumber was, you know, bland, non-tasting. For, for me, it was kind of right. the uh, the also ran in a salad. You know, right, it was yeah. the, the lettuce and the cucumber was, a bu- was something to bulk it up and, it, you know, the flavours were elsewhere. Yeah. But now, for example, if I'm having a salad, I, I'll, I'll often leave the cucumber out because I won't taste anything else. I'll but the cucumber, the cucumber, that's interesting. Yeah. And what does coffee, like, you know, like bitter type, like yeah, coffee I, I, I or I don't get, know if you drink beer, like, you know, that, that yeah, would be an example of two yeah, drinks. That so would so have coffee is something that was one of the very earliest things that I could I could get something from. Right. Uh, I can't really distinguish between a good coffee and a bad coffee. And I used to be, you know, I used to like uh, my coffee. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, where where now, now it's just all coffee. I'm getting the same thing from it, but I'm getting something from coffee. So I, I drink a lot of coffee. Because I, I suppose... It, a, co- a bitter coffee it can be too bitter can't it that'd be yeah, same for thing certain as a, people, a bad I, coffee so the fact that he can't distinguish between you know smooth and bitter yeah like for I think I think there is about well, there's a lexicon which basically is a language to describe the flavour profile of coffee and I think there's around 108 different words or descriptors <laughs> to describe <laughs> coffee um, but again these are all detected through our mostly through our sense of smell but okay. you'll get that kind of bitter though that ex- intense bitterness that's associated with coffee yeah. you will detect that but of course if you're not d- detecting all the other lovely sensations associated with coffee you're kind of just but drinking yeah. bitter water yeah. really yes. like or it's not the same kind of pleasurable experience yeah. that you that would have been previous so so like we're two and a half years on from the onset of, mm-hmm. of covid um so research is ongoing yeah absolutely um, so where are they at what, what do they know about uh, covid attacking our olfactory system? Well, I think what was interesting initially was like there was um, kind of in the early stages of the pandemic, pandemic, there was anecdotal evidence um, emerging across the world that people infected with COVID-19 were suddenly losing their ability, you know, to to, to smell or taste. Now, it's nothing new there. Like viruses have always, like the common cold or, you know, the flu virus always have, you know, can impact our sense of smell. But there was a surge of reports of people experiencing a sudden loss um, of smell, sometimes in the absence of any other symptoms. And what they didn't really know why this was happening. But now they know that it's kind of they, they, they think COVID-19 was attacking kind of the sensory neurons um, in the nose. So they were either damaging them, you know, which is which caused, uh, you know, smell loss or killing them completely, which, you know, so people were not really re- regaining their sense of smell. Um, now, we did... Um, it, when this kind of was ongoing, there was a surge of kind of all these reports. Now the research is very clear, you know, a, a loss of smell or change in smell and taste is one of the strongest predictors of COVID-19 infection. Now, thankfully, you know, earlier variants like the Alpha and Delta, um, you know, about 50% of people that were infected with COVID-19 would have lost their smell or taste. It's seeming as the virus has mutated over time and now Omicron is the more dominant version the impact of smell and taste seems to be less as only about 18% of people are affected and um, which is a good thing so it's not but what this means is that you know there's been over 500 million confirmed cases globally of COVID-19 infection so if you know in, in a conservative estimate we probably have millions of people worldwide with lingering you know smell problems and some people cannot smell anything at all and um, like you had said Declan when we were speaking earlier like it took what about 18 months for you to anything. to smell anything and then other people have a reduced smell loss and then what well, we did a study at Chagas Ashdown in conjunction with UCD and 
Sensory Food Network Ireland. And we really wanted just to capture what was happening in Ireland because you Googled Ireland and COVID and smell loss and nothing came up. So we really wanted to get a sense of one, you know, what type of smell loss that people were suffering because you can have something called anosmia, which, which is, is complete, total, gone, right. nothing at all. You can have hyposmia, which is a reduced sense of smell. So you might walk in and say, geez, like, why can't I smell like that? It's not as strong as it was before. And then you can have something called parnosmia, which is very prevalent in COVID-19, people that have COVID-19 smell and loss issues. And this is basically like an altered or distorted sense of smell. So smell, and unfortunately, it's often associated with unpleasant smell. So again, I'm using coffee. How do you spell it? Parnosmia, P-A-R-O, uh, P-A-R-O-S-M-I-A. Okay, right. Um, so this, um, so, and again, there's certain food products like coffee, green peppers, chicken, onion and garlic. Um, they are the main foods that can kind of trigger parnosmia. Yes. And unfortunately, it's a very unpleasant smell. So okay. your morning coffee, tons of reports of it smelling like sewage or rubbish mm. or something like that. Um, and again, there's another thing called uh, phantosmia, which is phantom smells. And this is where you can walk into a room and say, smell burning cigarette smoke. And when we ran um, the survey and the initial um, kind of throes of the, pa- the pandemic, we asked questions, you know, to people who are, who are suffering from this, you know, how has it impacted your, your daily life and we had so many comments just you know from people saying it was so emotionally distressing and um, that they would basically have a permanent smell of cigarette smoke up their nose they had never smoked in their lives it was you know they couldn't sleep with it and that onions and garlic just tasted so revolting or smelled so revolting that they still even as their sense of smell has kind of come back they still can't eat yeah. e- eat them you had some low times Declan. Very, very much. Be, um, you know, there was that isolation, of course. But then, you know, just just simple things like people, you know, saying, you know, oh, you have to try this or you have. And it, it got to the stage where you were tired of saying, I can't. So you just said, oh, yeah, that's lovely. You know, so so there was there was that, you know, there, there was that kind of marginalisation, if, yes. you, if, if, if you could have it. But also, um, you know, trying to trying to trying to find anything at all I ended up eating a lot of sweet stuff because I had that a lot of salty stuff so ultra processed foods so basically I put on about a couple of stone um, and then I started suffering all the health consequences of that um, so so really uh, it gets back to what Emily was talking about earlier I had to start looking at the other senses and you know start looking at colour start getting organic so I could be excited about the person who grew it, um, <laughs> right, you know, okay, and, yeah. and, and rediscovering really, um, you know, we talked about the chilli in, in the porridge. A lot of the things we don't combine is because the flavours don't match. But if you don't have the flavours, well, then why not, you know? So uh, <laughs> every cloud. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so uh, I, I started looking at just quality of food and mm. textures. And but in your, in we were talking about the, you know, the, the, the Facebook group, um, Tasteless Cuisine and the fact that it's a support group. But, but you really became uh a real support group for in a minute in a mental health way. Yes, uh, it, you know it started up very much as um, you know I, the idea of tasteless cuisine was. Does anybody have a recipe yes, that yes, might work? Yes. And it, 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 it moved on from that uh, to, to a support group. There were people really, really suffering uh, mental health uh, issues over it. Yeah. You know the the, uh, the 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 parosmia where where you know people were having difficulty getting through the day with the terrible you know smells that they were they they were getting that you know perhaps weren't there you know um, and and uh, I think I think that. Uh, that was the great thing about social media you know the, the, we, we were able to be there you weren't for, on your own yeah, you, you weren't, weren't on, on your own, own. Yeah. Uh, now because it, it, it's ongoing research is ongoing treatment 
yeah. like there's there's smelling salts or, of or sal- smell training smell training yeah right. I think at the moment um, that is the most recommended treatment I know more research or more money has been putting in put into and this what's the science before. behind that so like with smell training basically it, it's quite a, I suppose a simple technique it's almost like physiotherapy for okay, your nose yeah. so you can go to there's actually registered charities in the UK that you know support people that are suffering from you know anosmia um, but you basically you, you can purchase these very strong smelling substances like rose you know or say lemon for instance and you retrain you smell them about three or four times a day and you try to just basically relearn say well I'm smelling lemon I'll smell Uh it I can't smell it but I know what it should smell like. So, so again, is, is this sort of making new neural pathways? Is that yeah, it? like it's it's trying to like regenerate yes. or respark or rewire them so exactly in the like brain, that. Yeah, so yes, it's right. all yeah exactly trying to regenerate. And have you done the? I, I have. Um, right. I, I started when I had nothing, and it, it was a pointless exercise then because you know you you compare nothing to nothing, you've got nothing. But as soon as I got anything to work with, I started doing it. Um, uh, initially, I could get the peppermint because it made my nose tingle. So I was able to guess that one. But, um, you know, there's tea tree, there's, you know, a little kit that you get different ones. Right. Um, and I, I, you know, I can get more and more of them right now. You know, there are days where I can. So it's improving. It's so improving. I think it is a worthwhile exercise when you have something to so, work with. And, and just, um, Emily, you're not a medical doctor, you're a no. scientist. Just I'm, I'm saying that because I'm going to read out some text. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so yeah. uh, you, you and I will decide whether you're, you're, yeah. you're capable of answering these questions or not. Uh, I had complete loss of smell with COVID in the middle of June for two weeks and now can only smell strong smells if I put my nose right in. Very strange. Has made cleaning out the cat litter tray less disgusting though, says Elaine. Again, every cloud. Uh, greetings from Boston. I lost my sense of smell very briefly from COVID. Uh, I didn't know it till I realised I couldn't taste black licorice. Uh, that led me to think, why didn't I notice this before? What I realised was taste was just one of the senses that kick in. Uh, I still got texture, heat, etc. It was quite remarkable how many sensations remained. And I think I was almost getting a placebo taste from my memories, says Russell. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, glue to radio, having lost taste and smell post-COVID in December. It's no joke, says Anya. Well, we know that. Uh, I have been uh, an osmic 19 years. I cannot smell or taste anything. Uh, I was told that I may have gotten one of the earlier non-deadly coronaviruses, which also primarily attacked the olfactory neurons. This is back in the day because it is COVID-19. My, my food has to be texture rich and I add chilies to most dishes as otherwise it tastes of nothing. So you can identify with that, Declan. Uh, I have a cleft palate and have little smell. I can relate to what your post-COVID sufferers are saying. I don't smell burning. The amount of pots that I've been, that I've had to throw out, uh, I've lost count of. I always end up with pollen on my nose as I don't smell flowers. And when I get a bunch, uh, stick my nose into them and <laughs> so I can get a whiff. And of course, the downside is I've pollen on my nose. Uh, I constantly wash uh, clothes for fear they smell or have to ask someone else. Uh, do I smell? That's well, That's a question we don't want to ask, be asking people. Uh, I had COVID four weeks ago and still suffering from loss of taste and smell. Any advice? Welcome, says Pauline. Uh, so what is the prognosis then? Well, it was a extremely unfunded area of research. You know, um, now there's more money being pumped into it because, again, you know, so many people are, yes. are, are you know, have, have this issue. Um, at the moment, even on the HSE website, um, the recommended treatment is smell training. But there are a number of kind of clinical trials ongoing kind of around the world are looking at platelet rich plasma and injecting it into the nose and that in very small clinical trials so far has shown promising results but again 
nothing is conclusive until yes. it's you know done in, in a bigger co- or studied in a bigger cohort and, of people. Yeah, and, and there's loads of research going on. I was, I was reading about it this morning, and, and some of them uh, they, they reckon that it might be an anti or an autoimmune thing that's happening that our brain is attacking itself. And there is some trials with uh, uh, arthritic dr- okay. that are, uh, drugs that are used for arthritis to try and affect as well. To bring down. See if it, to, to see see if if it, it has work. an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, A lot of the time it's a waiting game, unfortunately, yeah. as well. Like, as you said, even you, the fact that you're regaining yeah. some yes. of your well, smell that, that's is very positive. People, that's, yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and yeah. just with that particular uh, listener, um, within our group, we've, we've kind of figured that about eight weeks, if you've still problems after about eight weeks, then perhaps you're in the, I think it's about 10% of people who go on to have longer term problems, okay. according to our small yes. group. Yeah. But um, if it's only four weeks, kind of uh, so the, the only fast. Thing, but the only thing we can say for definite is if you were in the early person's day of COVID and you lost your sense of smell mm. and you still haven't gained it back, is yeah. that, that, you know, at least two and a half years, we don't know it's going to be permanent. There's you, no way of telling. There's no way of telling. No. And again, um, the, the, the support groups in the UK, Absent and Fifth Sense, um, are excellent for anybody that is kind of wondering what's happening and the implications of it. I would really highly okay. recommend And it's Fifth there. spelt F-I-F-T-H yeah. Sense yeah. as in the Fifth Sense and then Absent. Absent, yeah. As, as they're in, both okay, uh, very informative. Yeah. Uh, my friend Mark, who has never had a sense of smell, mused many years ago that there was no simple word like blind or deaf to describe the state of having his condition. Uh, he decided to invent one. Uh, his solution was snull. <laughs> you can take this away. He then discussed applying to have it added to the dictionary. Let's start a campaign today. Uh, what do you think? Uh, all the best. So snull. Uh, yeah. So anosmia is what... The, it is but a it, complete it, it, smell loss. It is where you can... Loss, yeah, yes. it's anosmia. Anosmia. Uh, I had a fall some years ago and hit my head and lost my taste and smell. It was an awful experience. Took about two years to return. Uh, but only mildly says breed. So it, it's definitely smell. It's not taste. It's, it, well, it's, what was interesting initially, so like, as I said, you know, viruses yeah. for the, you know, yes. the common cold flu, it, it, there's nothing yeah. new that, you know, yes, they can yes. impact. Everyone has been you there. You know, yes, yeah. and people say, oh, I've lost my, yes, I can't taste. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. not that you can't taste, it's that you can't smell. smell so you could yes. have mucus at the back of your nose if you have a blocked nose. But what was interesting about COVID is that there was no obstruction to the nose. Uh-huh. There was no mucus. There was no nothing. It was just, a, and some people didn't have any other symptoms. Right. It was just a complete, yes, yeah. you know, loss of, um, loss of smell. So, um, but then what? There was also some reports of a loss of taste, but again, it was primarily it's primarily smell based, um, yeah. smell based. Yeah. That, that, that's uh, the issue. Uh, two more, and then we let you go. Uh, my friend has lost her sense of smell and taste after suffering a TIA. Um, isn't that a, a mini stroke? Is that a TIA? I think it is. Uh, would the solution your guest is proposing help? Thing. Well, the great thing about this, you know, neuroplasticity is you mm. can you can sort of relearn your brain, you yeah. can rewire your brain and and develop new neural pathways. So it's it's it's, it's worth a try. Uh, I'm here sniffing at the lavender from the garden with some on my desk. The conversation is making me appreciate it all, says Trish. And um, I've uh, parosmia. Is that it? Nine yeah. months. I, I've never had to deal with anything so mentally challenging in my life. Mm. I can differentiate between smells, but the usual tastes uh, and smell disgusting. Meat, fish, coffee, onion, garlic. I've lost weight and my mental health suffers every single day. Until you've experienced this, you can't begin to imagine what what uh, people are going through. It sounds horrific, nightmarish. Mm. Uh, so I suppose the reassuring thing and the consoling thing is that yeah. there are so many people suffering from this globally. Yeah, and I think that's really that, important and, I, and that, that there is going support groups yes, online yes. which are, you know, as you said, you know, just to go on there um, and just, I suppose you can chat to other people. I think that's just so 
supportive, I suppose. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and then again, there are, there is more money being pumped into research in this area. At the moment, it's smell training. But again, if you have complete smell loss, you can't smell anything. It's not the best. It's better if you have reduced smell loss that the training works. But again, nearly a waiting okay. game over time just to see if it returns. Right. Uh, Tasteless Cuisine is the Facebook uh, group that Declan has set up. Uh, Declan, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, Ray. Uh, uh, Emily, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. Um, and that's it. And and that's if, if there's somebody who uh, you might think was interested in that, that would be up as a podcast this evening if, if they were at work or whatever. Okay. 51551 radrt.ie The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.